comes upon the enemies. Tonight, every enemy in your life, every enemy in your life, I 
Shalom, 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 evening everybody. How are you all doing? My God. The Lord bless you, the Lord bless you, the Lord bless you and keep you all strong. Father, we exalt you, we give you praise and the glory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, mighty one of Israel, we thank you, we bless you, we give you glory for such a time as this in your presence. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask, O God, that your name will be glorified in our midst, even tonight. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for grace, we pray for mercies, we pray for your love in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray the Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and it giveth understanding even unto the simple. O oh Lord, for this reason have we come before thy holy throne to receive your mercies. We pray, we know that your word is already anointed. Therefore, let the power in your word flow through our souls, bodies, and spirits in the name of the Lord Jesus. Anything launched against us to hinder our movement in the things of God, we pray that by your mighty hand, 
you will destroy that agenda of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray for divine covering, even in Jesus' precious mighty name. Let your word come forth with power that it will transform the destinies of your people in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I want to welcome all of you once again to this evening's session of prophetic training. I believe strongly that the Lord is about to do amazing things for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. 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 In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right. All right. Okay, 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 okay. I have a lot of things to talk about this evening. And in fact, um, what God has actually laid on my heart. I think we have started a, um, a teaching session on eschatology that we've not been able to continue. Um, kindly um, bear with me. It is quite technical and um I would need your full support and your full attention because and you know when it comes to the matter of eschatology um, we have to go through the process of you know on learning to relearn because many of you come from certain backgrounds that the doctrines you have concerning eschatology is quite different from um, what I'll be sharing with us and it will take quite some time for us to let go of what we have learned so that God will show us a new dimension of understanding and um, I believe that the grace of the Lord will, will be strong upon us in the name of the Lord Jesus hallelujah hallelujah So please bear with me. Um, I want to touch on another thing. I pray that the Lord will give us understanding. But before I talk about what the Lord has purposed for us, I want to give a platform for questions. Questions. Is there any question that you want to ask? about the things of God, about the scriptures, about the prophetic, about the realms of the spirit, about kingdom matters, anything that you have a question and want to ask, you can ask. Okay. So you can ask your questions right now. 
still waiting for the questions thank you holy spirit Okay, Priest said, please, my question is, how will you know if a revelation is actually from God? That's a very beautiful and powerful question. All right, all right. How will you know if a revelation is really or actually from God? Now, when you say revelation, when you say a revelation, a revelation can come in so many ways, you know. You can dream for something to be revealed to you. You can get a revelation also in a vision. You can get a revelation by so many means. You can get a revelation by hearing. So we need to understand that. In my teachings about the prophetic, I made us understand that in the prophetic the prophetic is actually divided into three main dimensions the first one is revelation the second one is interpretation and the third one is application so first something must be revealed to the prophet then the, that which has been revealed must be interpreted before it is applied so you see when it comes to revelation there are so many dimensions of revelation how god chose to reveal things to his people it can be through a dream it can be through a vision it can be through impression where god will impress something on your heart it can also be through um hearing you see so there are so many means that god will reveal something but there are certain let me say um things that you need to note to decode whether something is from god or not especially when it comes to a revelation now it is spirits that actually reveal it is spirits that reveal things it is spirits that reveal things and one of the things that you need to understand about spirit is that even jesus said the words that i speak unto you they are spirits and they are life you get it so you can dream a dream where god is the one that is revealing that thing to you you can also get a dream that the enemy is the one trying to reveal it to you so how would you know that this dream i am seeing is of god and now sometimes the dream that you are seeing would actually if it is a negative thing that is about to happen god can reveal it to you and the devil can also reveal a negative thing to you but both of these revelations have specific differences let's say you are about to travel the next day and you would get an accident the lord can reveal it to you in a dream the devil can also reveal a, that kind of dream to you that you have had an accident but when you wake up When you wake up from that dream, certain things that will happen in your system and around you can decode 
whether that dream is of God or not. And I think I've touched on it before. Anytime you have a dream that is negative, that you can rise and pray, even though it is negative. But when you, when you come out of that dream, there is little fear in your heart. And you have the ability to pray against that dream. And after praying, you sense in your heart that it has been dealt with. Most of the times, those dreams are of God. Because the agenda of God to reveal something to you, even if it is negative, is never to impart fear in your heart. When you get a dream and you wake up, and you are, you are so fearful, you don't know what to do, you have prayed, but still, like, you are panicking. That dream might be, it not might be, that dream is of the enemy. Are you with me? Because the Bible says that God has not given unto us that spirit of fear and of bondage, but he has given unto us the spirit of love, of power, and of sound mind. So when God reveals something, even if it is an evil thing the devil is planning against you, and God reveals it, it must show love. It must also ignite some power inside you, and then it must give you sound mind. Any revelation you get that is different, that does not give you any of these three, it is from the devil. Rise against it, sometimes in fasting, and pray against it. Aside that, when you get any dream or any revelation, whether through a vision or any voice or anything, try to align what you have received to scripture that means if you are somebody that is not a scriptural personality you can easily be deceived by the enemy and a lot of Christians are in church they don't know anything about the scriptures they, they are so much given to spiritual spiritism spiritism let me tell you in the things of God when you come to the kingdom of God there are two main dimensions of God's kingdom. How God manifests himself. Two main dimensions. The first one is by the word of God. And the second is by the spirit. You cannot separate both of them. Are you with me? Good. You cannot separate the Spirit of God and the Word of God. So if you are somebody, you attend a church, they don't teach the Word, they don't preach, only prophetic, only prophetic. You have to be very careful. Because if you, you give yourself so much to those kind of spiritism, spiritism, you will end up encountering a demon without your knowledge. You end up encountering a demon without your knowledge. There was a man of God. His name is Prophet Kobus. He's dead right now. May the Lord keep his wonderful soul. Now, this man of God had a revelation from the Spirit of God in the, in the Bible, in the Word of God, 
and understood that the Bible said that a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. And the Holy Ghost told him that believers are that city that is set on the mountain of the Lord. And there is no way we can be hidden. No matter how the world will fight against us, definitely we cannot be hidden. Now, there is the revelation he got and he has been preaching that for almost a decade. And the moment he preaches that, the Lord God Almighty moves by his spirit. The sick are getting healed, the dead are rising, a whole lot of manifestations of the power of God are, are working because of the pureness of God's word. Then one day, in a dream, a certain being like an angel appeared to him and said, come, let me show you something. He thought that was an angel of the Lord. Then that being took him to a place. When they went there, he saw that they were standing on a tall mountain and the being stretched forth. The being stretched forth its finger and showed him a city full of light, beautiful flowers, and melodious songs were coming out of that city. And the being told the prophet, that you have been preaching that believers are the city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden it is not true can't you see the city this is the city so what have you have been preaching is false from today change your message and the man of god was standing in the vision and he was confused that is what the holy ghost ministered to my heart that this is the meaning of the scripture who is this then all of a sudden he turned to look at that being very well and saw the fingernails the claws of that being so long and the moment he saw that he sensed something in his heart that this one is a demon sent to come and confuse him in the word of god then he said who are you out of my life the moment he said i rebuke you in the name of the lord jesus all of a sudden that being that was in a white robe shining light around him all of a sudden that light disappeared the white robe disappeared there stood a strong beast and he turned and looked at the city that the being showed him and it had turned into darkness smoke was coming out of the place people were shouting and crying that was hell he rebuked that demon and it, it disappeared and all of a sudden he came back to himself so listen this is a man if he had no understanding and revelation into the word of god he would have been deceived by this demon that would have appeared to him as an angel the bible said even satan he can manifest himself as an angel of light so it is not always about vision 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 dream 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 link and align what you are seeing with the word of god Because if God has said in his word that you are healed, by his stripes you were healed, and a certain being come to you in a vision to tell you that you are sick and you will forever be sick, for I am the Lord that have placed this sickness upon you, you have to understand something, that this is against the word of God which I know. So for you to know whether a revelation or a dream, anything that God reveals to you is of God, Anything that you, you that is revealed to you for you to know that it is of God, the first thing is to check what happens to you after the revelation. Second is to also check. Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. 
if whatever you are receiving from that revelation is aligned to God's word. If it doesn't, you have to understand. That means if you don't know the word of God, there are a whole lot of things you cannot understand. All right. Are you getting it? Okay, let me take the next question. Okay, Moses said, Can the prophet, can the enemy manipulate an anointing? And can it also be stolen by the enemy? You see, the enemy cannot steal anointing because he is afraid of the anointing. The enemy cannot steal the anointing because he is afraid of the anointing. Because what the enemy does is that he releases yokes upon the children of God. But it is the anointing It is the anointing that breaks the yoke So you see The enemy is actually afraid of the anointing So the enemy cannot steal the anointing He can't even take it but what he does is that he can cause the person carrying the oil to lose it. You are not losing it to the devil. No. Because every anointed personality, listen to what I'm about to say. Are you listening to me? Good. Listen. The anointing is the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost has two dimensions that the one that is anointed can do to him that will let the anointing begin to drain. The first thing is grieving the Holy Spirit. And the second thing is quenching the Holy Spirit. These are the two things that when an anointed vessel does, he begin to lose the anointing, not to God, not to the devil. So, the Holy Ghost that is inside of you wants you to follow a certain path so that his anointing will be, will be strong upon you. But, if you don't follow, you will lose it. Are you getting it? And now, to grieve the Holy Ghost means to do what the Holy Ghost told you not to do. If the Holy Ghost tells you don't fornicate and you do, you have grieved Him. Everything that the Holy Spirit tells you not to do, that you do, you grieve Him. But everything He has not told you to do, Everything that he has told you to do that you did not do, you have quenched him. I don't know if you are getting the picture. Let me take it again. When the Holy Ghost says, don't do this, and you do it. So doing the don't of the Holy Ghost is to grieve him. And not doing the do of the Holy Ghost is to quench him. 
Are you getting it? So most of the times, what the Holy Ghost will tell you, some of you, maybe you got angry. You wanted to speak some words and go your way. But the Holy Ghost was ministering to your heart. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. Keep quiet. You did not mind him. You spoke your mind. Everybody was clapping for you. Oh, yes. Ah, Charlie, yes. This one day. This one day. This one day. Everybody was clapping for you. But do you know what you have done? You have grieved the Holy Ghost. Because you did what he said you should not do. And he can also tell you, do this. But if you fail to do it, you have quenched him. And all these, these two things are ways and means of losing the anointing. Because understand that everybody that is anointed is a vessel. Don't forget it. Everybody that is anointed is a vessel. Everybody that is anointed is a vessel. And now, the anointing of the Lord is actually in a vessel. So the word of God said, we have these treasures in earthen vessels. We have these treasures of God in earthen vessels. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. The Bible said, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of God, the power may be of God and not of us. You see, so there is a treasure that God has invested and has placed inside this earthen vessels. The anointing of God is the treasure. And if you know treasure, there was a certain book that called Treasure Island. And most of you have read that book. There was something that was hidden on that island and it was a treasure. The Bible said there is a saying that nothing is hidden except it is a treasure. nothing is hidden there is a saying that nothing is hidden except it is a treasure and you know any treasure that is hidden actually becomes the 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 integrity let me let me say it this way anything that is hidden is much more valuable are you getting it That is the main reason why in your room, in your house, you will never drop that bundle of 200 CD notes on your center table and leave for a week, knowing that people come to your room and leave all their time. You will keep it somewhere, you will hide it because it is a treasure unto you. Just as gold is hidden in a place where people will risk their lives to take that is how God has poured his anointing because the anointing that God releases upon his servant actually is God's integrity. It is the power of God. If God wants to heal the sick, it will be through the power which is his anointing. 
But this anointing is the treasure of God that is in an earthen vessel, your body. And this, your body, is what Paul is telling you that you should present it as a living sacrifice unto God. If you decide not to present your body as a living sacrifice unto God, you are wasting the anointing that God has released in that body. So you see, the enemy cannot steal the anointing, but the one that is anointed can lose the oil. Because we are vessels. And if there are holes in our vessels, surely the oil will drain. No matter how much they put into it, it will drain. And there are many things we do in our lives that drains the anointing. Are you getting it? And I pray that the Lord will open our eyes and show us mercy and cause us to have understanding into all these things in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Noses, are you getting it? I think I've cut your name short. I will say Noses. All right. All right. Any other question? Any other question? Okay, Gideon said, Prophet of God, what then should the person do to be restored? The first thing is by doing what you did to get anointed. Because every God anoints people, alone, but He has ways and means of anointing everybody. Don't forget that. That is why if a person lost the anointing through his weakness, he needs to fight his weakness and conquer. Else, there will be always a time that he will lose that oil. So that many youngsters, they lost their anointing on the bed of fornication. Because they can't close their zips every time the zip is opened. When they see fair women, they are speaking in tongues, but where their brains are and their minds are very different. So what you would do is that you would decode where you lost that oil. That is why the Bible says that, Kai baby a wufriashiasi. Sorry, are you getting it? Kai baby a wufriashiasi. No, remember where you fail. Look at where you fail. So you have to understand what you know, what you did to lose that oil, and decide not to do it again. And as you continue to move yourself away from that thing. You are sealing the holes because anything you do that God told you not to do, you punch holes in your vessel, which is your human body. Can I say something here? I'm about to say something very big. There are five main places in our bodies that if we use it in the illegal way, we can quickly lose the anointing. Five main ways. There are five places in our bodies if we use them illegally we can lose the anointing the first one your eyes write it <laughs> your eyes 
The second one, your mouth. Your mouth. The third one, your stomach. Write it. The fourth one, the private area or your genital. Your reproductive organ. Write it. And the last one, no, some some people are already shocked. I wish I had more time to talk about these things and dive into details, but it will, it will, it is a whole four months message on its own. The last one is the tongue. The tongue. But among all these, the most dangerous parts, listen to me, the most dangerous parts, among these five, five ways of losing, losing the oil of God, the most dangerous, there are three main dangerous parts. When I say dangerous, I'm not saying it is, that part is evil, but it is, it is very easy if you use that part illegally. It is very easy to lose the oil of God. The first one, the mouth. Mouth. The belly. And the reproductive organ these three parts of the human body if it is not brought under serious spiritual control 
it can make a man's life miserable. That's why I said I wish I had time. So please, if you are God's anointed, watch these places carefully. And these are the wonderful places too that God can use to do amazing things in a man's life. I'm telling you. The mouth, the belly, and the reproductive organ. All these parts must be subject to the control of the spirit. Because they drain oil. With their mouth, say what the Lord has told you to say. Anything that you have not been instructed, don't say it. I don't want to talk plain. With the belly, be very careful with what you eat. There are moments that God wants you to fast. Don't eat. The belly actually is the incubative place where a lot of things are incubated and released. And in fact, the Holy Ghost, when he when God sends the Holy Ghost into our heart in the form of waters, He resides in our bellies. That is why the Word of God said in the book of John chapter 7, verse 37, 38, that out of thy belly shall flow rivers of living waters rivers of living waters so anytime the the belly is a place where the rivers of living waters we are talking about um a dimension of the manifestation of the holy ghost once the belly is applied in a wrong way there will be a flow of the rivers but it will flow in a way that is not the way of god When the Bible talks about rivers of living waters, he's talking about the Holy Ghost, the Spirit. There can be a flow of the anointing that will be not useful. Are you getting it? You see, when some sometimes we have seen uh, um, pipelines getting broken maybe a car will run over it and it will break and the waters will gush out we are all in need of water but there is a channel through which the water must pass we open the tap in our house we get the water it is not supposed to you know to start spilling out even though there is also a flow of water but it is an ungodly way when i say the ungodly way it is not on the right path so there can be a flow of the waters but it will not be useful 
so the usefulness of the waters of god inside a man's belly must flow according to a prescribed way in a specific way are you getting it good and let me tell you the devil controls many people with their bellies than anything with their bellies Aye. you might not understand what i'm talking about until you shift your focus from your belly as only your stomach because your belly is not only your stomach we are not talking only about the physical stomach but even though it is part of it Do you know that before a man opens his mouth to speak in tongues, it starts from the belly? It starts from the belly. The overflow of the waters in a man's belly is actually the speaking in tongues. So there is a link between your belly and your mouth. And there is a link between your mouth, your belly, and your genital or your reproductive organ God cannot see because you are not using your reproductive organ in marriage I will not let it work it doesn't happen like that it will work properly but whatever you are doing is a loss not a gain same applies to your mouth and your belly they are there with you but if you use it in the way that is not meant for it you will lose something precious then you can't take it away you can't take those places away they must be controlled don't don't let those places control you you must control that place Let me tell you, the word of God said, Eat not the food of a woman with an evil eye. They can control. Do you, let me tell you, all these places are transmission of spirits. I'm telling you, all these parts of you, they transmit and receive spirits. I know, haven't you seen people receive witchcraft spirit through food? food they received a spirit through sexual intercourse somebody also received another spirit through the mouth somebody received a spirit they cursed a person and a certain spirit laid hold upon that word and was trying to control the person's life so by the word of a man's mouth a certain spirit was attached to his destiny whether good or bad And these are the places that you can you can just speak out things and lose your anointing. I'm telling you. You can eat somebody's food and begin to lose your oil. Many a times we stress so much on the sexual part because it is the fastest way to lose the oil. Hey! Katapala katakata. 
And another thing I will say is that it is also one of the fastest ways. One of the fastest ways to draw close to God when you are in the right and legal moment. I'm telling you. And I'll teach this on um I'll teach this on family life. I'll show you the spiritual importance of sexual intercourse. Those of you who are married, I'll teach you. So that you will not joke with that matter. You are angry with your husband. So I question James. Maybe you Someone said, Daddy, so please, is it right for even married men and women to use their mouth on each other's reproductive organs? It is not an evil thing. Don't let anybody deceive you. It is not an evil thing. When it comes to sexual life, one thing you have to understand is that when it comes to sexual life, the Bible says that to the unclean, all things are unclean and to the pure all things are pure god has given you a certain dimension of control he speaks to you more when it comes to sexual life and i, can, I don't want to unveil a lot of things here i will teach more on that to the those who are um, married so using your mouth on the reproductive organ of your wife or husband is not a sin don't let anybody put that kind of fear inside you. It is not a sin. You can say that it is not healthy. It is not hygienic to me, so I won't do it. It does not mean that when you do it, God will judge you that you have sinned. There is nothing like that. So when it comes to sexual life, the married couples have control over how they will have their own kind of entertainment. But you have to understand that under normal circumstance, when it comes to sexual life, God made two main genitalia or two main reproductive organs. Trying to sleep with your wife through the anal area is foolishness. Because that area is not a reproductive place. It is an excretive place whole <laughs> let me say it that way and it is very very unhygienic and in fact aside spirituality there are a whole lot of physical things and anatomical physiological and biological things that the person must understand and when you understand you will not do that nonsense that i'm standing here to let you know using your mouth at the area of your wife or husband's genitalia is not a wrong thing it is not a sin but if you do it god bless you i have a lot to say on this one but i will teach it on family life god bless you man of god Prophet Samuel, I am to man of God, I salute grace. Eradin shall.
Alright, so please, if you want to hear more on that, you can join our family life conference. I wanted to do it tomorrow, but I have a whole lot of stuff to also um, handle. next week. So family life conference. My son said I hate to hear that name, family life. <laughs> and yeah, hey, singles, ice cream now. To be my mama or papa. God bless you. Alright, so these are the three main areas you need to be very careful of. Even though they are fine, but three main you need to be they are very quick to drain oil and to increase oil. You can increase your anointing through an amazing sexual intercourse with your wife. When I say amazing, you see, I've realized that many of you who are married, you only understand sex from the pleasure dimension pet and you are losing a lot oh. you are really losing a lot do you know what occultic people and people who are from the marine world do with sex to themselves do you know you don't know i've talked several times on this one believers are too ignorant about this matter and pastors don't want to teach married couples because they see that place, that kind of talk to be nasty. What kind of nasty? Well, I don't know. Just a What is nasty about this one? How will you then give birth? Will you pray for a baby to enter your wife's womb? If you know a lot of people divorcing because of sex in church, you will be shocked. I'm telling you, in church, oh. In church, a lot of people are divorcing their husbands and wives because of sexual intercourse. And I've said this here. No matter how angry you are with your husband, even in that heat of anger, when you ask for sex, don't deny him. Because it is a great danger to your own destiny. You might not know. I'm telling you, it's not because I am a man. I'm telling you from the spirit. I'm telling you. And I say this. There are some people, married couples, they fight a lot. And if you are one of them, I beg you, have sexual intercourse a lot. You solve matters without talking. Am I teaching somebody something? If you are not married, this is not for you. If you are not married, this is not for you. Go and get some plantain chips, stand, sit somewhere, chew and get water. After that, go and fast and pray. <laughs> oh, family life. Family life conference. I will hit on matters. Abba. What do you do to your wife when your wife is pregnant? What do you do when it comes to sexual life? How should you? I will teach. So please, um, family life, get ready. Mumpe book ne pen, gast. And some of you, you come back and sow heavy seed. I you create seed, grab a seed. You come and sow a tree and a forest.
you are going to get so because of sex you want to marry you think that is the purpose for marriage see the singles the bachelors and the spinsters marry and see a bet to any so I'm telling you, I've seen men of God moved amazingly in the anointing that God placed upon them because they had an intimate relationship with their wives before going, going out to minister. I'm telling you, it's a secret that some men of God don't even know. You are going to minister on oh no, oh no wife. You will never sense any move. I'm telling you, no matter how you are anointed, you think you are blessing people. Oh. Try, no matter the matter, try and have some kind of joy and happiness and harmony with your wife before you go out to minister. I'm telling you, an anointing will come up, strange anointing will come upon you. Sure. When you when you are ministering and your wife is happy, even if you feel so you are too quiet or hidden you don't know what it takes for a woman's heart to be with a man. He prospers easily. That is why when the enemy wants to attack a man, or person on the wife and them, I'm telling you. I remember I, I once listened to one woman. The woman is so spiritual, I'm so happy. When I see spiritual women like that, I get excited. The woman said, one time she had returned from work very tired. And when she got home, it was left with about 20 to 30 minutes for her husband to get home. Apostle Clint, yes, it's a serious matter. I would like to share the testimony of a certain woman, but I will do this um, on, on the family life meeting. I can't say it here. God bless all the singles. Let me tell you, if you are not married, don't rush sex. I'm being plain with you and I'm being real. Don't rush it. The guilt that comes with it alone. Table, listen. Did that? dining in America. Check in. Wahoo. Can you hear me, please? Can you all hear me? All right. Good. Don't don't rush. Don't rush sex. You will lose a lot of potentials. I've told you this: that these three parts of man, 
you can quickly lose the beauty and the glory of your destiny or you can quickly regain it this losing and gaining is a certain point called time time i've always been saying that there is a slight the diff, the only difference between good and evil is time because you can do the same thing to mo- today which will be very evil but if you do it tomorrow it can be good because something has happened if you have sex when you are not married it is an evil thing that can destroy your own destiny but the moment you marry and you have sex it is a blessing it is a blessing so what actually changed that thing from a curse to a blessing was a time of marriage that is why Senipa went man to Boasi. Now we be if you do everything before its time. It is evil. Evil means doing something before its original time. Learn this. Learn this. And the most dangerous aspect is this. I told you that kind free baby I will share a sorry. That is what the word of God said. Can you all hear me? Good. If you lose the beauty and the glory of your destiny through the bed of fornication, there is a way that when you marry, you can regain it through that same act of sexual intercourse. I'm telling you. But you have to be spiritual about it. Because marine spirit don't see sex as pleasure only and a christopher just the feeling alone is what you focus on who, who is robbing you of glorious knowledge like this just the feeling just the pleasure don't lose don't lose beautiful and glorious things have understanding any that which can bring another life from god to the earth what can bring a whole human being from heaven to the earth you are joking with it can you all hear me Good. So please don't joke with matters like that. Guard that place very well. Guard your stomach. Because most of the things that we think about are as a result of what we have eaten.
most of the things that we think about are as a result of what we have eaten because have you ever heard the statement food for thought before food for thought that means that the, one of the main assignments for food is that it creates thoughts and you know thoughts also will create desires and desires will actually move you to your will can you hear me good so you need to be very careful with these three places in your your body don't forget your mouth your stomach which is your belly and your sex organ you can bless your lives with sex i don't know why my focus is shifting to that side more but i think I have to reveal a lot of secrets from that side to many of you so that you will not waste your destinies with sex when you are not married. I'm telling you. And I think I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say on this path for um, family life. So family life get ready my son prophet george get ready apostle claim get ready my daughter gloria you all should get ready mrs kamba you all, <laughs> all of you should get ready for and uh, you should get ready for for a wonderful teaching session in fact i will be very plain it will be, you will be shocked that i'm the one talking <laughs> uh, because one of my assignments also is to counsel especially on that side yeah so those of you who are married you can meet me i will show you ways and means to solve every matter of problem in your family in your marriage with sex oh you will be blessed You will be so blessed. You will be so blessed. You will be so blessed. Yeah. All right. There are a lot of things trying to come out of my mouth, but I cover my mouth. lot of things are trying to come out of my mouth but I cover my mouth in the name of Jesus
Okay, anointing said, Papa, I have a question. Okay, you can ask. You can ask your question. If anybody has any other question, you can also ask. Anointing said, Please, can a prophet use his desires to influence a prophecy concerning you? It is very possible. It is very possible. Some can use their own emotions to even prophesy. Mm. They can, you know, some of them, let's say you're a lady and they are prophesying to you and they love you. Because I know somebody that prophesied to a lady. The moment he saw the lady, nah, the prophet liked the lady. But he didn't know any way to get close. So the lady happened to be in one of his, his meetings. Ayah. He called the lady and said, God, the Lord said, I should pray for you. You are going to get married to a man of God, a prophet to be precise. Then I said, I've seen about the timing. Six months later, he married the lady to Hashem Komnafa. It could be that God was the one that revealed it. It could also be that on one of the emotions Hashem come, but you could see Yahne say, "Oh, I raise a stand." Someone said, please, is it godly for a husband to lick his wife? Please, I'm asking for someone. It is not a wrong thing. I, I said it. It is not a wrong thing. It is not a wrong thing at all. There is no way in the Bible that says if you do that, you are going to hell. It is not a wrong thing. And, you know, when it comes to matters like this, it is actually, God has given you the, um, the upper hand. You get, you get it. So you sit with your wife and talk about it. Because there are some women, they don't like that. No matter what you do to them, they don't like it. So at that point, you can't force her. And you can't say that because uh, why is it that I'm trying to, you're not saying that you, why, why are you trying, you go to hell. Oh? We don't do that. You get it. Good. So it is not a wrong thing. In fact, it is not a wrong thing at all. I think I will teach more. I'm trying to say things, but I don't want to because I'm going to die. Can you hear me, please? Good. So, it is not a wrong thing at all. Yeah. So, both of you can sit down and make a plan. It is not, God is not against it. But I said something. Trying to go the wrong way because these, um, the genitalia of the man and the woman are for specific purposes it is not only for producing babies 
Get that. If it, that is so, God wouldn't provide specific places in the genitalia of the woman and that of the man that produce pleasure. That is to say, pleasure is also one of the ways and one of the things that God has purposed for a man and a woman to experience in that act. I don't even get in what I'm trying to say. Good. So this one, you sit with your husband or your wife and you talk about it. I'm trying to say plenty of things, but I don't want to say it because the single beeps are here. <laughs> My son said I'm offended. So don't be offended. You see what the things I'm saying is some pastors will never say it because they think it is not what kind of nonsense is that one? Did God throw him from heaven into his mother's womb straight forward? Sir Prince, I will explain something to you, okay? Uh, Sir Prince, you are not married, so this question I won't answer. You are not married. If you were married, I would have answered you in a way. Uh-huh. So when you marry later, we'll talk about it. That is what, listen to me carefully. You see, I, I said this. There are people who don't like this. Hmm? There are people who don't like this. And if you actually have serious understanding into what happens when a person is in the moment of intimacy, you will know what you will know what you are, you are supposed to do and what you are not supposed to do. But I can't teach that one here. It is for um family life. So I'm going to teach what happens. Yeah. So if you're able to join the family life, you have understanding. Mm. But before that, keep what you have to yourself. Alright. You see, many of you youngsters, you think life is all about pleasure. Okay. Marry and see. Marry and see. Okay, any other question? Any other question? Can you all hear me, please? Okay, Mickey Men said, Papa, please, how do you stop your emotions from influencing your eyes? Influencing your eyes as in, in, in a form of vision or something? You know, 
emotions don't necessarily influence um, vision. When I say don't necessarily, I'm not saying it doesn't at all, no. But there is another dimension that influences vision. It's actually called the imagination. And it is that imagination that your, um, your emotions can actually act upon as the primary substrate. Then it is, it is transferred to any vision that you see. So you can imagine something that is already in your emotions. You get it? And in your emotions, there is a part of your emotions called desire. You can look at a lady and desire and lust after her. Another word for desire is lust. And I've told you that anytime you hear the word lust, it is not entirely evil. Because many of you here, when you hear lust, you're only thinking of sexual intercourse. It is very wrong. Very, very wrong. You have to, you have to do your English studies well. Go back to school and study com skills properly. Because lust is not only about sex at all. When we say spirit of lust, it is not only for sexual stuff. Because you can lust after, the word lust means desire. You can desire many things that are not even sex. You can desire money. The Bible says, that is why the word of God said that, with love, desire spiritual gift. Lust after spiritual gift, but with love. That means you can desire things out of love. Anytime there is desire, that desire must be defined, whether it is of love or not. So you can desire a woman, but it is from a proper love. And no matter what she does, you will still stay with her and marry her. But if the desire is for sexual intercourse, it is not from pure love. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you can desire after a lady and it will affect your imagination. You can just look at her and imagine negative things. Because Jesus said, if you last after a woman, after you have seen her, you have already committed adultery or fornication with her. There was a young lady that was walking. A young guy was looking at the lady. Just said, was trying to be beard from head to toe, from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, every mountain and valley. This young guy was just looking and looking and looking. And the lady realized that the guy was looking at her. She went straight to the guy and said, "Hey, hey, see me, Aden, Aden. No, show me, sir. Bible see. So what do we need? Show or bar? I want to know born in swa. Only now, da da da. I say, hey, and sister, and I'm my best serving or ho. Me my best serving or ho is here because the way I was, <laughs> because as I was looking at you, I watched you from a certain perspective. What co hospital I call best serving a real da da? Whilst I was watching. So you see, your desire towards something can affect the way you look at it in an imaginative way. But the first thing you need to know is to define your desire. And yes, you make a big mistake. Because there is a certain level in your work as a human being inside your body. When you are, when you are sensing things inside your body, it is normal. You have to understand that. Let's define it properly. 
until we destroy people's lives as pastors. Oye is asking a very powerful question. I can't teach it here. Hey, but I can just give you a tip. Let me tell you. Men have partnered with spirits all around the earth. Hmm? If there are many human beings walking on this earth, they have friends in the marine world. In fact, there are human beings here on this earth, they are married to marine beings. They have children there. I'm telling you. Can you all hear me? Yes, there are human beings on this earth. You see, man's body was desired to express spirits. Nipa, designing in a way to express spirits. Because when I'd say, I'd say the Yaya mirror, it is supposed to reflect. But what will cause the mirror to reflect an image is light. So the mirror is a reflector of light. That is how human the human body was made. It is to express spirit. It so that it will gain proper expression. If you don't have the Holy Ghost inside you, there is always a certain desire in your body to get connected to certain spirits. Are you with me? Because of this, those who do not have the Holy Spirit inside them are trying to get other spirits. A whole lot of spirits are trying to enter into you to gain expression of themselves through your body. That is why the following you are calling the spirit of death to come and stay in your body. And it will gain proper expression and later you become an armed robber. Everything you do in, on this earth, you call the spirit in charge of that thing to come. You get it. And a home so any what they eat. I'm, I'm about going there. Every spirit has what it they eat. So you see, people that are working with fetish spirits like dwarfs, the dwarfs can tell the person, We only eat banana. Go and put banana on a four junction, or we'll show you a place that every day go and put banana there. You go and put the banana there, you will return and still the banana will be there physically, but they have already eaten it. That means there is a dimension of the banana that you, you cannot see. Because everything that we see physically has other dimensions that we don't see. I'm telling you. So, the dwarves can eat the banana. In their realm, once the thing is there physically, that is what anybody that eats a meal that has already been eaten by another spirit being, mostly they get problems. I don't want to go there. But I'm trying to let you understand something. That when a person goes to an occultic place for money and they say, 
we are going to give you something that thing will let you sleep with plenty ladies when you sleep with them use a handkerchief to wipe our uh, wipe their genitals and bring it and when you bring it place it at on your altar and call the spirit can you all hear what i'm saying good that thing that liquid or fluid that will come out of the woman that the person will collect with that handkerchief is the food of the spirit that commanded the person to to bring it it is not actually like the food that the person has been eating no because they don't get it at their realm but they know what they get from that thing when they eat it It is like we are staying at um, Bunkrugu Yoyo and we have been eating a um, roasted plantain, roasted plantain and um, you know, cassava, boiled cassava. That is all we have been eating. But somebody came from East Legon or let's say that yeah the person came from east legon to bunkugu yoyo and when you saw the person and how stout the person is take tall you asked of the person's age the person said i'm 14 years ah, now we shall age 25 years or 40 years or so much you ask the person what have you been eating and then you understand that the food you have been eating in bunkugu yoyo is different from what the person is eating in east legon so what you would do is that you will try and find somebody in East Legon and partner with the person just to get that food. Because you know that when you eat that food, there is a certain strange kind of, you know, move inside you. There is power in the fluids inside human beings. Get this once and for all. That is why I've been telling you that sex is not only for pleasure. You can use the top. And occultic people have this understanding. And me, I think that is one of the reasons why I will get problems with a lot of people. Because what God wants me to teach, I will teach. <laughs> Maybe a time will come, they will build a certain billboard near trust false teacher. <laughs> hey, your brain will be as you. Near your boom, ma'am, and near my aquia men, your man, and so on. Hey, you are here where we are teaching. You say, hey, Christopher, you just animal with about a believer, a lady in church who go and sleep with a certain guy who is a scammer. This guy is a scammer, but still she will sleep with the guy. And the guy will use that handkerchief to wipe away that genitalia and just wipe some liquid and present it to the God. And the moment that God eats the thing, it has become a certain spiritual marriage. A covenant has been created between the lady and that spirit. That is the beginning of a lot of spiritual marriages. A lot of people are going through all these issues. They are going through spiritual marriages. We are teaching on how to set them free. You are saying, hey, what should we teach? 
That is my assignment. I can't say any other thing. Mechre will be saying, and no bukunun koda, and no be only no warrior and koda, because see this, see this, see this, many panakin who are free one and so on. Aye, bonnie. What are you making? It man can hear. Hey, Africa. But when the gynecologist is is saying this one, oh no, the human on the target. Look at this one, oh. Don't you know that we we have an anointing that backs what we say, and it can pierce into the heart of people to change quickly than that of the gynecologist, because people want to stop what they are doing, they can't stop. Gynecologists not can jai jai, and some of these gynecologists cry they jai 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 jai. If they don't define their work by their faith, the things they will tell you to do. There was a young lady, one of my daughters. She was having serious menstrual cramps. Anytime she's in her menses, ah, she must go to the hospital. She went to see a gynecologist, and the gynecologist said, No, the way you are going through things, you have to sleep with a guy. When you sleep with a guy for the first time, it will stop. I said, Gynecologist, My daughter came to tell me, I said, in the was also the same. The Roman pub was a new summer. Kutuana me mumpire, mammy, bumper man, and I may my prophetic direction. Yet the man and a coy. Nonsense. Prophetic direction is there, who's in the panel who being coda. And your problem was a quack of a man who spiritually. You see, some of sometimes eh, I've been telling you this. If you don't define your faith in that field you are in, you will turn to a beast. <laughs> you will follow laws and biological things and turn to a beast. You will oppose God without your knowledge. And you will oppose God without knowing. Him. That is one of the main reasons why I stopped medical laboratory science. I needed to just pull myself away and build myself on something before I move forward. I'm telling you. Because it was trying to, you know, fight with my faith. Because I believed that God can change the genotype of a person. But Medlab said no. If a person is sickle, so that is all. BBN to me in CBM. But I understood what God told me. So I had to put aside medical laboratory science and work according to my faith. And we have heard people that got their genotypes changed on this platform. What are you telling me? So I should, I should um, cleave to MedLab and destroy my thing. God punish that devil. So you see, we have to understand all these things. I don't know if I've answered the person's question. Please, the one that asked the question, have I answered? Okay, good. Jordan said also, for please, in Islam, there is the Sharia, which means clear path law. 
it simply makes provision for Muslims to deal with modern sin. Example, pornography wasn't existing in the time of old. So when these things manifest, the heads in Islam can sit and buy their Quran. They decide if it's sin or not. In Christianity, there is nothing like that. If Bible doesn't make mention of a particular act as sin, does it mean it's not an example? Scripture doesn't explicitly say masturbation is a sin. Okay, you know, one of the very, very powerful and glorious question. But I want you to understand this. Aside things that are not written in Scripture, God has actually designed the heart of man to contain his written laws. Are you getting it? So the heart of man is actually containing the written laws of God. And these written laws of God actually is what will lead him. Let's, let's, let's take this as an example. If according to you and the culture or the deity you submit to if according to you and that deity marrying three wives is not a sin when you marry three wives not even a single um strain of guilt will enter your mind not even a single beam or ray of 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 the light of guilt will enter your mind because according to that deity marrying more than three polygamy is not a sin You get it but when you know that the deity that you believe the deity that you believe has a certain law against polygamy you would then have to know that you are not supposed to venture if you try there is a strange guilt that will come at you and sometimes can you am I, are you listening to me can you all hear me please good now so you see i want you to have this understanding there are many things that as a believer when you grow the holy spirit will minister to you and you will have a lot of understanding but if you decide not to grow you will, you will fumble with a lot of things and one of them is matters of this is this a sin is this a sin is this a sin you actually you are not supposed to even ask that when you grow because the more you grow with the Lord, the more He will actually teach you on so many things. That is why, aside what is written in Scripture, the Lord has given His Spirit to everybody. Aside the laws that are written in Scripture, God has written His laws inside your heart. And He has sent the Holy Ghost into your heart. He's the one that will interpret the laws to you at specific points in time. You know, and there are a lot of things that we need to understand with our work with the Holy Spirit. Because sometimes, what He will tell somebody not to do, He will tell you to do. 
that is why we all have personal relationships with the holy ghost we use the word of god as a foundation then we grow therein you know we all we understand that there is a lot of sacrifice in our work with god a lot of troubles are in our work with god but definitely there are some people that will go through higher troubles than others and sometimes it is the lord god almighty inside them as the holy ghost that will take them through based on the specific assignment that is upon them i don't know if you are getting the point i'm making here good so you see the holy ghost will minister to a man's heart if you are so close to him and fellowship with him he will minister to your heart on what is good and what is wrong at every point in time when your eyes have not already been opened into the scriptures i don't know if you are with me and when that happens we don't make it a doctrine And let me tell you because listen to me there are a lot of things like masturbation and all those things that were there long time let's rule out pornography because that wasn't there because at that time um videos and pictures and all those things you know there were no equipment to kind of capture those things but listen the day the holy ghost will open your eyes for you to see what happens to a person when he masturbates what happens to a person after he has you know drenched himself in pornography you will now know whether to do it or not the scripture might not you know open it up to the general public And this is the main reason why nobody has an excuse. Because you can't go and tell God that, hey, you did not write in your Bible that masturbation is a sin. Because me, I've been doing it and you did not write, I've searched everywhere in the Bible. The Holy Ghost is in you. The Holy Ghost is in you. Doesn't He speak? If He's the one that actually makes the Word of God, you know, um, real. You are reading the Word of God like a newspaper. What is the essence of the Holy Ghost at work in you? He will tell you. That what you are read, what you are about to do is wrong. So you have no excuse. The day you say, God, me, I don't know what that masturbation is a sin. God will tell you, is my spirit not in you? That is why God did not send the Holy Ghost into only the pastor. He sent it into every believer's heart. And you will realize that Holy Ghost will tell you, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. You, some of you, and some of you, sometimes when you are scrolling through maybe Facebook or Instagram and you see a naked picture, now you must show. We have to me show at once quickly. Boys, to me at the phone, the two baby. There is nowhere written in the Bible that when you see a naked picture, now show. <laughs> But I remember what Job said. Job said, I will not watch, I have vowed with my eyes that I will not watch an ungodly thing twice. 
You see the thing here? So this actually is a sign that pornographic materials are wrong. And God detests it. You will not write it point blank in the law like that. But listen to what Job said. And listen to what Jesus said. If you look at a woman or a man lastfully, you can't watch pornographic materials without lust. Oh, I'm just watching. Oh, wow, nice movie. Oh, wow. There's something wrong with you. Are you getting it? Definitely there is lust in your heart and in your mind. And that which you are watching. Jesus said it. If you do that, you have already fornicated. Hey! Akuzuzwa. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Let me tell you. Do you know that a lot of unbelievers have never read the scriptures, but they don't steal. They don't fornicate. They are not Christians. Who? They don't kill. They are not Christians. They are not governed by any deity. They are walking almost living a more normal life. Why? Because there are certain laws written in their hearts originally. When they were born, the first law a man comes to understand is the, is the knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge, everybody that is grown understands and knows good and evil. Who, who brought it inside them? Because it is a fruit that man ate in the Garden of Eden. You know you have done what is wrong. So that, that is actually the normal laws that are written in every man's heart. Aside that, the Holy Ghost will shed more light on it for you. So even without reading the scriptures, you will know how to live life morally. So I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Good, good. So let's let's understand these things. If you decide not to listen to the Holy Spirit in you, and you don't know the scriptures too, you try to use a lot of things to you know. Where is it in the Bible that women should not wear trousers? To me, I'm a woman. I will wear trousers. I will wear trousers. And you see a lot of people fighting with this one, and this one has led to denominations. My church, we don't wear trousers. If you wear a trouser. You go to hell. Let anybody come and stand before me and say that. You wear earrings. If you you see, people people said in the times of old, the children of Israel removed their earrings, their necklaces, their bracelets, and all those kind of things, and they molded it into a calf. And they worshiped that calf and said, This is the God that brought us out of Egypt. From that point, some people thought that earrings are evil. Bracelet is evil. Necklace is evil. So if you put that on your neck, on your, on your ear, you are, you are going to hell. That is all. So if you ask these people, if you add, you know, let me tell you, all these things are not wrong. But the Holy Ghost can shed more light to it and tell you not to use it. 
it is for your preservation. Yes, because as I'm sitting here, I can remove all my hair and sell it. As I'm sitting, I'm a man of God. I can remove all my hair and sell it. Somebody can buy my hair and use it. But if I am an occultic personality, like those people in India, they remove all their hair, it is like a sacrifice to their gods. And they do things on these things and they will sell it. Now, the Holy Ghost can tell you, don't buy it. Does not mean it is a sin in the word of God. Don't use this. There is nothing like that written there. But the Holy Ghost can minister to you not to use it. You see, that is why you need to understand. If you if you neglect the, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life, you will be you will live like an unbeliever. You start questioning things that you should have actually grown beyond that. Man of God, so if I if I um, if I paint my nails, is it a sin? Nobody should come and ask me that kind of question again. Where will you grow? You are still on the matter of is it a sin? Is it a sin? You want the Holy Ghost is in you. But if you know what you lose when you masturbate. If you know what you lose when you, you watch pornography, if you know what you lose, any act that you are engaging yourself in that you are always losing and not gaining, it won't answer Can you all hear me, please? You are always losing when you engage in that thing. You are always losing. You have to know it is wrong. You have to know. So you see, you masturbate. And after masturbation for two weeks continuously, you go through some serious financial hardship. I've said it here. That one of the ways to go through serious financial hardship is to masturbate. To the extent that you are borrowing money to buy what you eat. Can't you see if this is good? Why are you losing this? It opens doors for demons to enter into a person's life to rule on a lot of things, especially finances. That is why, if a young woman and you are married, don't deny your husband sex. Because if you do, and the enemy influences him to engage in masturbation, both of you are in trouble. I'm telling you, you might not know. Listen, if maybe you are tired, so tired that your body is so weak and you can't do it, sit with him. Talk to him. He will listen. Men are like that. You have to understand. Men are like that. Only about 5% of men and they don't like continuous sexual intercourse. But men, oh, Jai, men 
army. They need it. They need it. It is a need. It is not a want. It is a need. Say, so can a husband and wife watch pornographic materials together? It might lead to something different outside your husband and your wife. Because the moment you engage in something, you watch what you are looking at it and you see that your husband cannot perform as you are seeing it in that thing. Spirits control materials. Spirits control what we watch and what we listen. And definitely, your husband is not the one you are looking at in that video. I've counseled a young lady that because of her ex, she cannot love the one that she is with. Because she was sleeping with her ex, and the ex too was somebody that was taking aphrodisiacs and those kind of things. Why ready for service? Why you ever ready for service? It, when she get when he gets the lady, I don't know where the lady goes. Maybe your co heaven no abba. See, you know, you see, the lady can go to heaven and return with this young man. Something happened. They broke up. She she went to date this young man, but this guy that she is with, or the lady is also using sleeping with this guy too. But we know, we know them say, "Omoni nam chokoni um latabi okoshi heya." They can't even go to Nigeria. It's a little I see the of the Lord. You see, by the time we realized she was going back to her ex, it will bring cheating, infidelity, a whole lot of things. So please, it will, it will be better for you. What will make you happy in, in your sexual life? Honey, if you do it this way, it is not good. So what, what does it make it good? decide that is the thing. You don't need to go and watch something else. You end up opening your family to demons. Montanasi, honey, this is good. This is this is not oh sir, and yes, and yes, fine. We are okay. Oh fine, okay, this is okay. Then practice, learn. Many many married couples can't talk about sex to themselves. Ufere waya, jama bibi jejong ufere. You see that marriage is good. <laughs> so please, family life, we'll meet um, next week. I'll fix a time for us to meet. It will be awesome. I'm telling you, it will be awesome. We'll be adding my picture by any status. This man of God, you are, you are, God bless you. Man of God, God bless you. People will ask, ah, why are you using it? Don't worry, you don't understand. <laughs> Alright, so God bless you all and keep you all strong. I'm training all of you in the godly way. I don't want anybody to still engage in acts that would drain your anointing. I've taught you this. Spiritually, when you know, if you illegally do whatever you are not supposed to do with your organs, it will fetch you a whole lot of serious loss and destroy many things. So Mr. Osafo, please pardon my language. Is it right to use your mouth? Oh, I've thought on this. I've said it right now. 
I said it is not a wrong thing. It is a decision. And I can't say much about it because、um, I, will, I will teach it much more on family life. Because, um, yeah. Jifa, are you married? Oh, you are not married. I've realized that those that are not married no more have heavy questions. Hey, what do you want to do? Be careful. Be careful. Me, I'm teaching. Sometimes、eh, it's no giddy giddy. Stop it. Stop it. But when you teach about the consequences of that thing, it will draw the soul of the person from it. I'm telling you,、And、that is what I'm teaching you. Let me tell you, there are some things when you say, Oh, I'm learning and I'll use it later. You can't use it later, you use it now. Because the Bible says, Knowledge puffeth up. They told a young man, a prophet said, You are going to meet,、um, uh, you are going to meet a white man. In the, in the following year, next year, a year by this time, you meet a white man. I'm giving you his number. Keep that number. Next year by this time, that white man will call you and your destiny will change. The guy took the number and offered you. Sorry, I don't have a number.、No? So, ah, one time, no, sorry, yeah, Kai. The white man a s k e d Who is this? I don't know anybody called this. Please don't call me again. The breakthrough, you know, I say. The breakthrough, you know, I say, we know a train home. There are certain things when you know them now, they will push you to do what you are not supposed to do. That is why the Bible says, Knowledge spoken in due season, how good it is. It is a who swear, dear, dear, you will bribe a decan, even though at the end I was a boy, but one can't bribe papa now, a better than a bonnet. You get it? Sex necessarily is not. A, a, an evil thing, but the time you engage in it can make it evil or make it good. And if it is evil, you will pay, if it is good, you will receive. God bless you. The Lord bless you all and keep all of you strong. I believe somebody has learned something this evening. God bless you. I wanted to talk about the mysteries of the kingdom. The mysteries of the kingdom. But、um, maybe tomorrow I will touch on it. God bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord. Please, family life. God willing, next week, Thursday. Family life. Next week, Thursday. Next week, Thursday. I'm sure my mom forgets it. Family life. Next week, Thursday. It will be amazing. Get your notepads and your pens. I'm going to teach you deeper things. It is not going to be only about sex, though. No, 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 no. But sex is part of it. We'll teach you how to raise your children in the kingdom way, how to relate with your wife in the kingdom way, how to relate with your husband in the kingdom way, how to cook in the kingdom way. Everything pertaining to marriage. Yes. And it will be a blessing. God bless you, my son. Um, prophet Prince, that God bless you. Please, if you want to be part of our covenant partners, you can send me a text. The number is 0240312551. 0240312551. I can add you to the covenant partners. You want to sow a seed every month, this amount, this amount. You can send me 
message i'm going to add you to the covenant partners whatsapp page the lord will be a great blessing to your life in the name of the lord jesus please god willing this night we are meeting for priesthood time in the name of the lord jesus god bless you all and keep you all strong we will surely meet god willing this night for priesthood time shalom bye bye Please, I'll upload the message right up to you. I'll upload the message. So please, if you need anybody you want to send it to, you can send it to the person. Shalom.